0: Just, I've had great fun getting this headset on. Johnny's had a bit of trouble with me, haven't you? You, like, you do your hair all nice and then you get given this. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you have the same problem. <laughs> okay, let me just talk myself out. So, yes, yeah, so um, we've been um, doing some fantastic conference here and it has been amazing. And um, I just want to say this church is awesome. I've sort of um, ministered in quite a few churches here and abroad, and this one is the easiest one I've ever found to minister in. It's so welcoming, just so releasing. So thank you to the leaders. Thank you to all of you. Oh God, thank you. Keep <laughs> that. Especially Alan. So I'll just have to put my glasses on. So, I just introduce. So, um, yeah, my name is Amanda. I'm married to Peter, so he's in Canada at the moment on business, and he just says to say hello to everyone because he would have loved to have been here. Um, we've got four grown-up grand, uh, four grown-up children, and four nearly five little grandchildren that are just so scrummy I could eat them, and um, my my little. Um, my daughter said to my little granddaughter called Bella, and she's three, I uh, turned to her the other day and said, I love you, Bella. And Bella looked at her and she said, I know everyone loves me all the time. And I just thought, isn't that amazing? If you, when with the father says he loves us, we go, we know, you love us all the time. Well, it's such an innocence, isn't it, that children are like that? Um, so up to two years ago, I was in a church in southwest London, and I was at the same church for nearly 30 years. And then God clearly moved us to Bedford, which to me was way up north. To you, is way down south. But it felt like if anyone said you're moving, go, I'm going up north. Um, so that was quite a wrench, really, because we've got some really good friends there. And the only thing was moving there, we knew God had called us, was all our children were on the south coast, right on the south coast. And so that was really difficult because we knew we were moving and we thought that actually God was going to move us to the south coast and, and he didn't. And so that was a wrench. So my, my husband said, when we moved, he said, I'm going to pray that all our children move to Bedford. And they laughed. If you would seen Bedford, you probably know why. They said, we are never moving to Bedford. Anyway, two years later, and three of them are there. And it's like, and my other daughter's not there. She says, "Stop praying, Mum. We don't want to come to Bedford." So, um, yeah. So I, I mainly I sort of um, in our church I help with school of supernatural ministry, help Marco on the leadership, and do pastoral work like helping and supporting leaders. Um, so who knows? Leaders need as much support as we all do, don't they, and help. Um, and my passion, my passion is to see freedom for people because Jesus has won that and sometimes we don't know quite how to access that freedom. It's like, what do we do? We're saying we're free but we don't feel very free. Um, and and I, my passion is to see that and from everything that holds people back from that deeper intimacy um, with the Father and you know, and everything he's called you to be. So when I was asking the Holy Spirit about this talk, I just said, be yourself and keep it simple. And I thought, I can keep things simple. (laughs) That's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And as we look at the world around us Mm -hmm. and the news, we can see so much pain and heartbreak, can't we, with everything, with injustice, abuse, divorce, family breakdown, sickness, death. And rejection You know, it's all around us, isn't it? And as Christians, we're not exempt from all of that, are we? You know, things come into our lives. And um, the thing is, we can walk through that in a different way because Jesus walks with us. And um, this morning, I just wanted to, just to share to start with um, a small part of my story, and it sort of covers 12 years, and I'm going to try and get it into five minutes, so it might be a, a whistle stop tour. And um, I'm going to talk about my eldest daughter, Catherine, and she's given me full permission to do this, so she knows. Um, about this. But before I start, just to, just to say, like, it might bring up a few things in people, so just be aware that, that that might might happen. I just want to give you a heads up. So, is it all right if I just pray? Yeah. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. Whoa. We love your presence. Yeah. And I just pray as I just come and um, just bring what I feel you've given me, that you will take what you need to to people's hearts. I just pray that each person will go away from here um, with the freedom you want for them this morning and more in love with you. Yeah. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> so... I've got four children. So Catherine, who I'm going to talk about, she is my eldest daughter. And um, she was saved at four years old. Um, I remember her saying to me, Mommy, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. And I remember kneeling um, in front of my mirror in my bedroom with her. And she just like prayed, Jesus, come into my heart. And I knew it was real for her. And she was baptized when she was 10. She was just this little girl, loved Jesus, just normal, happy little girl what had happened and she'd been hurt as a very little girl um, a few times when she was um, about four. So I'll tell you the end of that story in a bit. So it's got a good ending. Um, And actually at uh, one time, I would never have been able to stand up here and say this without crying. So my husband was talking in Switzerland a couple of weeks ago, and he was sharing this story, and he cried the whole way through. So, <laughs>
1: um,
0: so I know that many of you will um, have been through painful and difficult times. You know, it comes into all our life, doesn't it? The Lord says, you know, in this world, you will have trouble, um, And some of you are probably going through difficult times now. Things like divorce, hard stuff with children or parents, things in your past that seem to affect your presence that you can't seem to get free of. A job, difficulty in a job, perhaps you haven't got a job. Perhaps you're single and you'd love to be married. You know, there's loads of things, isn't there, we all go through. And I just felt the Lord wanted to say two things. The first thing was, that his banner over you is love. That whatever is going on, his banner over you is love. I remember having one of my darkest times and those words came to me. He said, Amanda, my banner over you and your family and Catherine is love. And it was like, well, it doesn't feel like it, Lord. It's, oh, But I chose to believe it and that just made a difference and gave me a peace in my heart. You know, things still went on, but I knew God's, Loves me, And he wants to say to you today, whatever you are going through, his banner over you is love. And even if it doesn't feel like it, and your circumstances don't look like that, and he wants to say he's in those circumstances, he is working, keep trusting him. And then the other thing, I felt the Lord give me Psalm 56, and it says, You have kept a tract of all my wandering and weeping. You have stored my many tears in your bottle; not one will be lost, for they are all recorded in your book of remembrance. And when Catherine was ill, I, I, at times I couldn't do anything. I used to hold a photo of her, and I used to cry, and the tears used to splash onto the glass. And, you know, but he said, "I've collected all those tears." And he says, every tear you've cried, he knows them, and they're precious to him, and he's got them in his bottles. And as you can imagine, I had a lot of stuff going on in my heart because of all that. I had unforgiveness, disappointment, a lot of pain, sadness, judgment, fear, lies I believed about God and about myself. And it says in Proverbs 4.23, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And this proverb was written by Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived. It is wisdom to guard our hearts. It's wisdom. <clears throat> and the word heart in Proverbs refers to what goes on deep inside of us. The way we feel, the way we think, the choices we make. And we are told to guard our heart, to protect, to look after, to keep out anything that might harden our hearts towards God or others, to keep our hearts soft. And Solomon says, above all else, do this. He is saying, this is of utmost importance. Before you do anything else, guard your heart. And we can think sometimes, oh no, that's a bit inward looking, you know, we shouldn't do that. But Solomon, in his wisdom, he says, "This is do this first. And the more whole we are inside, the more effective we can be for our king and for the kingdom of God. And our hearts are the wellspring of life. Out of them they flow all our thoughts, our words, our choices. And Jesus carries on this theme in Luke 6.45. He says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. For example, if we catch ourselves speaking in a dishonouring way about someone, it's good to ask ourselves the question, what is going on in my heart? Perhaps it's unforgiveness. Perhaps it's jealousy. Perhaps we're comparing ourselves with others and putting them down makes us feel better about ourselves. So guarding our hearts is all about heart-to-heart connection with our Heavenly Father. I will often minister to people who say to me, I know God loves me in my head, but I've never really experienced his love in my heart. And I don't know about you, but I don't just want information here. I want revelation here. And through experience in my own life and ministering to others, I notice that as we deal with those blockages, those things that can come and clog up our hearts, as we deal with them and get rid of them, it gives more space in our hearts to receive more of the revelation of the Father's love for us at times it can be really difficult and really painful to deal with these things. But like that word came about the umbrella, you know, take down the umbrella, let God come in. He's gentle. He will lead you. He knows how to lead you through painful things. And in the end, it's so worth it. <clears throat> and if we don't, they just sit here and are a block to intimacy just to say, whatever you have going on in your heart, the Father's opinion of you doesn't change. He loves you with a passion. And I just felt he wanted me to read this over you, um, some words out of the Song of Songs. So, I just invite you to shut your eyes for a minute. And this is for each one of you. Don't think it's for other people. The Father says these words are for you, so receive them. My love for you is as strong as death. Its jealousy whoa, is unyielding as the grave. My love for you burns like a blazing fire, like a mighty flame. Many waters cannot quench the love I have for you. Rivers cannot sweep it away. Wow. That is a pretty passionate love God has for each one of us, isn't it? So just for a moment, think of the worst thing you've ever done. Right, now turn to the person next to you. No. (laughs) No, don't do that. So just think of the worst thing you've ever done. And now think of the best thing, the best day you've had when you felt, oh, this is amazing. I'm serving God. I'm having to think of those two days. Because he loved you the same on both days. It doesn't change when we sin, when we have a rubbish day. His love for us doesn't change. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you are his precious son or daughter and have been adopted into his family. There is nothing you can do to make him love you more. And there's nothing you can do to make him love you less. When Catherine turned against me and her dad, did that mean she stopped being our daughter? Didn't, did it? Did that mean we loved her any less? In fact, it was our hearts were going out more to her because she was suffering so much. We were just desperately sad and longed to have that relationship restored. And just as nothing Catherine did could separate her from our love, it says in Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And nothing means, do you know what nothing means? Nothing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Always when there's stuff going on and we don't feel close to God, the block's always from our side. It's never from his. He's always there with his arms open. It's always from our side. (laughs) But whatever's going on in your life, there is no condemnation from the Father towards you. No condemnation. It's just a heart that says, draw close to me. Together we can work things out. That's his heart. He's not like holding a big stick. He's not annoyed. He's not angry. He says, just come to me. We'll work it out. So God in our hearts is all about Intimacy. And the world desperately needs to know the tender heart of the Father, doesn't it? Desperately. And it's God's kindness that leads to repentance. And we can't give away what we don't have, can we? we can't, if we don't know it, we can't give it away. I'm um, just going to tell you an example. Um, we, uh, I help... Um, on the leadership of the School of Supernatural Ministry. And as a part of that, we go out onto the streets. We take students out onto the streets. And one of the... We do lots of different things. But one of the things we do, we... um, Now, this might sound weird. We put up a gazebo, and we call it spiritual readings. Now, to some people, that might sound strange. But we're trying to meet people where they're at. And... um, and we and we all say we listen to Jesus, you know, we're trying to get words of encouragement, tell them about how much God loves us when we do that. So one day um, I'd taken a team out and was in the it was in this gazebo and this um, this woman came up to me and she was stood there, she went, Right, I'm ready. I'm ready and I was like, Oh, no pressure. <laughs> and the, the only word that I kept coming to my head was the occult. And I thought, oh, I don't think I'll share that with her. That's not very encouraging. So I, I just said to her, do you do this sort of thing? You know, do you do spiritual reasons? And she went, yes, I do tarot cards. I'm a psychic and she was telling me all this stuff. And, and she said, what do you do? And I said, well, I listen to Jesus. And she was a bit annoyed. She was a bit, was a bit cross. So she was like, shouting at me actually but I just felt I just felt the father's love for her and she just went on for a bit. I let her be annoyed and then I said to her you you just sound as though you're upset with God and then she started to tell me she said oh my mum was a Catholic and she died of cancer and she went on and I was just able to love her and she I said can I pray for you and she let me pray for her and she just wept and you know, she wasn't saved, but I believe she met the tender heart of the Father that day, and it's just a step in, you know, in God bringing her through to know Jesus. And, um, you know, if I'd have gone, oh, well, that's rubbish tarot card, that would not have won her, that would have just put her back up. So, um, yeah, just amazing when we, when we just show God's love and kindness, what He does through that. And I just want to speak, if anyone's here today and they don't know the tender heart of the Father, they don't know God. He longs to welcome you into his family. And you can come because Jesus died on the cross for you. And he is the only way to the Father. And if you come, God will accept you and he loves you just as you are. And he'll say, together we'll work things out. And you can know that love today. You can come into his family today and have security for all eternity. So I just want to say, I don't know if anybody here doesn't know the love of the Father. But if you don't, just come speak to one of the leaders or someone you came with and they'd love to introduce you to him. So, after Catherine remembered what had happened her. It was the start of her healing and that healing came as she chose to forgive. So she chose to forgive the man that had done this to her. Um, And that wasn't easy. That was a big thing for her, but she did it. And she had to go back to that a few times as stuff came up, but her heart was, I don't want to walk with this junk. And she also started to renew her mind. So she actually said, It wasn't so much what happened physically to her. It was what she believed about herself because of that. So she believed that she was rubbish, that she was worthless, that she was dirty. And that's what did the damage, thinking like that. And it was hard work for her, but she's worked really hard and she is amazing. And she keeps choosing to believe those truths about herself. And now she knows she's clean and pure and precious. Yeah, and she's got two little boys now who are lovely, so sweet. And I I just felt today that the Lord was, I just felt he wanted to, just to release hope and faith to parents that are here. I felt there was four categories. There was parents whose children have gone away from God. Parents whose children, um, perhaps, haven't even come to know God yet. Parents whose relationship with their children is difficult, and parents with children with mental health. So I don't know if that is anybody here, but if it is, I would just feel like God wants to release a real hope and faith. And I'd love just to pray. I don't know if you want to stand where you are, and thank you, and I will pray for you. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, thank you. I just feel like the Lord's saying nothing is impossible for him. Nothing. Oh. And I also feel he's saying he never takes his eyes off your children. He never takes his eyes off them. You might not be with them all the time, but his eyes are on them all the time. He wants to tell you that. Oh, I just want to pray, Father. I come now, and by Your Holy Spirit, I pray in each one You would release a new level of hope, oh, and faith. Hope and faith. That God, You are the God of the impossible. God, that you can break in in a moment. God broke in with Catherine in a moment and healed her. He can do that. God, and I want to come and I want to pray through. I pray for breakthrough in mental health. With children that suffer in mental health, you are the God, you are bigger than that. And I declare breakthrough in mental health in our children. I declare breakthrough where children have gone away from you and not following you. I just declare, bring them back, Father. Bring them back. God, bring them back. And for children that haven't wanted to know you, I say, let them come. Meet them, Jesus. Meet them, Jesus. God, let them fall in love with you. Father God, sugarababa. And where relationships are broken, where there's relationships broken between parents and children, I pray for restoration, that you will come in and restore so, God, I just release and declare a breakthrough over you all. The breakthrough and just healing. I pray for healing in people's hearts. God, Shura Bakiya Nakira. Yeah, more God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just hope, restore hope Restore faith. Just, I call it forth in your hearts now. Where it's gone, I just say, God wants to come and ignite that today. Thank you, Lord. Okay, keep working. <clears throat> okay. Do you want to take your seats? Thank you. Ooh, thank you, God. You're good. Okay. So, also... I had to forgive because I didn't want forgiveness to turn to bitterness and harden my heart. And I, it was very difficult because this guy had like taken years away from our family, you know, put strain on our marriage, strain on the other children. Um, but I knew it was the only way. And Jesus says to us to forgive, doesn't he? So a few things that helped me. I think the biggest thing was I loved Jesus and I didn't want any block in our relationship. I didn't want anything settled in my heart that would stop that intimacy with him. Um, And I knew that he had forgiven me everything. And that is a lot. And um, it it was like he had forgiven me. My debt was like a billion, billion, billion pounds worth. And like this man owed me 20 pounds. You know, that's the scale of what God had forgiven me and to what this man had done. I'm not underplaying what he did, you know, but you know what I mean. And it's like, yeah, I just need to forgive. And I knew I'd forgive him for my sake. I actually wasn't forgiven for his sake because he probably would never know that I'd forgiven him. And, um, he, he probably wouldn't even care. And I definitely wasn't saying it was okay by forgiving. I wasn't saying, this is okay. You know, that wasn't what I was saying. But I was saying, I know I have to live with the consequences of what's happened. And I want to live with them in freedom. Because actually, even for Catherine, if I held on to that and she'd forgiven, how would that help her? It wouldn't, would it? So... And I knew that I could hand the debt that he owed me and my family to Jesus. And that Jesus is the only one that can judge fairly. He knew knew this guy's life from the beginning to the end. He knew what's gone on. He's the only one that can judge him fairly. And it it talks in um, Matthew um, 18 about forgiving from the heart. And um, I think sometimes as Christians, something can happen and it hurts us, and we sort of skip right over all the pain, and we think, right, we're, we're good Christians, we're going to forgive. And all the pain just stays sitting there, going on. And, um, you know, it, we can sometimes believe the lie that to express the pain we're struggling with to God is somehow dishonouring and lacking faith. But that is just not true. God's given us emotions. We need to be real with them. And he knows that stuff there anyway, doesn't it? You can't hide that from him. And if you look at the Psalms, David in the Psalms, he was so honest, wasn't he? If you read through the Psalms about how he felt about things, he says, Orr. he has a rant, but it's like getting rid of the pain to come through to a good place. And as I minister to people, I would say that unforgiveness is the area where the enemy gets the biggest influence in people's lives. Um, but also the area where people get the biggest breakthrough. And I probably helped lead hundreds of people through forgiveness, and I love doing that. And I would say that. Most people, if not all people, when they forgive from their hearts, it makes a significant difference. And they will often say, I feel so much lighter. I feel so much more peace. You know, it is a good thing to do. And it gets stuff out and we can have a greater intimacy with him. And I think sometimes we don't know quite what to do with stuff in our heart. It's not that we don't want to deal with it. We don't know how. And one of the... um, One of the ways that I use in ministry is I say, first of all, recognise there is pain and unforgiveness there. First, recognise that. Because until you recognise it, you can't do anything. And if you're not sure, ask the Father. Secondly, release. Be real and tell God about what happened and how it made you feel. Be real. Then forgive. Forgive. And then what I I often do, I will say, put the person that's hurt you, imagine you're putting them in a little boat by the seashore. You put them in and then you cut the rope and then you push them out into the sea of God's mercy and grace and leave them to him because he will deal with them and you don't have to. And then the last one but so important, and I found this was really important, was give up your right to understand I remember thinking, if I could understand why God had let that happen, why it went on so long, um, you know, all these questions through my mind, um, why he didn't step in, why, why Catherine, why our family, all these questions. If, if I could understand that, that'd be, I'd be okay. And I realised oh, I'm never going to understand that in this life. And so it's like I remember saying to Jesus, I do not understand but I give up my right to understand and I choose to trust you. And it says in Philippians, you know, talk to God, give God things. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's true. As you, as you give up your right to understand, God's peace can come in and choose to trust him. <clears throat> So I just, I felt that God wanted to do some, just, some business today. Would with the, with the pianist like to come up? Thank you. He's going to play. And I'd just like to invite you to stand if you'd like to. And I'm going to... Um, And it's like that word, if you've taken down the umbrella, let God come and do some healing in your heart this morning. So as I'm talking, some of you might have thought, I know there's someone that I need to forgive. I know I've been hanging on to things. And if you know that, that's great. If you don't, I'm just going to pray for you. Father, would you show... Everyone here, if there's someone they need to forgive, it might be more than one, but just go with the first one that God gives you. Okay. And then, as you remember, as you've got that person, I want you to start speaking out. You can even imagine they're in front of you. Sometimes that's really helpful and start to tell God how what they did made you feel. Now, you have to speak it out of your mouth because you've got to get stuff out of your heart, out of your mouth. If you don't speak, now I don't mean speak out loud so everyone can hear. Just say it under your breath so no one can hear. But just start speaking that out. Be brave. Start telling God. Just start speaking out. When they did this, it made me feel. When this happened, it broke my heart. Whatever it is, come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit God God start God don't worry about anyone next to you this is you doing business with the Father he wants greater intimacy with you thank you Holy Spirit come speak it out thank you Lord thank you God thank you remember speak it out Thank you, Holy Spirit. Keep what you're doing. Keep, you, Holy Spirit. Increase your presence. Holy Spirit, will you increase your presence? God, increase your presence. Increase your presence. For some of you, it might be you need to forgive yourself. And that can sometimes be the hardest thing. And, and you need to give God, God up the shame that you're feeling. And I feel for those of you who are carrying shame, Jesus is saying to you, give that shame to me. It doesn't belong to you. I bought that shame. It belongs to me. Give it back. So as you choose, choose to forgive yourself. Just speak out how you feel about anything you need to forgive yourself for if it's that. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just keep being real with Jesus. He knows it's there. Thank you for what you're doing, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And then, when you feel you've sort of given that, that pain to Jesus, just make a choice and just say, but I choose to forgive you and let it go. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then just imagine you're just putting them in a boat by the seashore. You're going to cut that rope and then push them out and just say, God, I give them to you. Give them to your mercy and grace. Thank you for what you're doing, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Increase your presence, Holy Spirit. And then, and then just say to Jesus, I don't understand if you feel you need to. I don't understand, but I give up my right to understand. And I choose to trust you. Oh come, increase your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. So I'm just going to pray. yeah. Father, thank you, love these dear people. And I ask you to come and you would heal where hearts have been broken. You would bring a healing now. I just release the healing of the Father into your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. God, just release your healing. Yeah, come. Heal from the bottom up. It's like while there's unforgiveness in your heart, that wound can't heal. But once it's out, that wound can heal. Thank you, Father. And... um And God, I just pray, fill those empty places with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you, Papa. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep working. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. Increase, God. Increase. Grace, Lord. Up. Right the way through the meeting, <coughs> um, I've been reminded um, of something that happened to me last Sunday. Last Sunday I wasn't at church because I was at work. Um, And as I drove on site, it had been raining. Um, And I just looked over to the right, because I work on quite a big site, and there was a perfect rainbow. And immediately above it was another perfect rainbow. And I feel as though God's just been saying to me through the meeting that there are people here who are frightened of his reassurances and his promises. And by having that umbrella up, you can't see those, those promises that he's got for you. So I just believe God's encouraging you to lower that umbrella and let his rain wash over you so that you can see the promises that he's got for you with those two rainbows. I just want to say sometimes it's, it's difficult to forgive. Sometimes things are so deep that it's difficult and you need some help. And so if you know that's you, then just... Grab a pastoral team, a friend, and just go through it with them. Sometimes you just need that encouragement to do that. Yeah.
1: So on the back of that, could we have the ministry team just to come out here? And if you feel that you need someone just to stand alongside you, you're not going into your life history. You're simply asking a friend to stand alongside you that we can press on in the things of God together. Thank you, Lord. Father, we do thank you for the rich feast we have had this weekend. You have met with us in power and we ask, Lord, that as we leave here we will, we will go in the knowledge that we have met with Jesus and you have made the difference. Thank you, Lord. Let your peace rest upon every person in this place. All for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to ask if Ali can give us a few minutes of music. We're just going to break there. If you feel you need to go for refreshments, please do so to